Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You are listening to the Qalam Podcast Hurdle Series, a study of Imam Ghazali's Minhajul Abidin by Sheikh Mikail Ahmed Smith. Jazakallah khair for your continued support, and we pray that this is beneficial. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his love. We ask him for the love of those actions that will gain his love. And we ask him for the love of the people that he loves, inshallah. Uh, if the brothers could just squeeze a little bit tighter, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, you guys are good, but it just squeeze a little tighter so the brothers come in and can always make room, inshallah ta'ala. Bismillah, this is our third class um, of this, this, this series called Hurdles. Um, and, and what we're studying is Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, he wrote this amazing text in which he uh, came up with this metaphor that all of us are on this journey back, back to Allah. And that path that we're walking is a path of worship. That's, that's what the Muslim's life is all about. But he says that that path isn't easy. On that path, there's certain hurdles. There's certain obstacles that come in the way. And in class one and two, he gave us an overview of all those hurdles that are on the way. And alhamdulillah, class three, we're finally at that first hurdle. Um, and this is called wahiya uqbatul ilmi. This is the hurdle of knowledge. This is the hurdle of understanding or the hurdle of learning. And I'll be the first to say it. Listen, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. To not know that there's an akhirah, to not know that you'll stand before God one day, to not know that you're accountable for every moment of your life. There's a, there's a, there's a low key, like it's easier to put that off. But the joy that comes when you know your purpose, the joy that comes when you know what you're here for, that deeper question that is answered, why am I here? That is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us all with. We know why we're here. He says that the first hurdle you got to get over is, is knowledge. Now in this gathering, sometimes there's non-Muslims that attend. So I want to really talk about this. You can't go on the path of knowledge until you know God. You can't go on the path towards God till you know who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And so Imam Ghazali, he says, he says, He says, and I say to you, Ya Talibul Khalasi, O the one seeking safety, Wal Ibadah, the first thing that you must do, Allah, is get knowledge. Get knowledge. Get knowledge. If we look at the likes of uh, Malik al-Shabazz, who's he? Thank you. Hopefully, I'll say. If y'all ain't know how, I was about to get up and just dip. Okay. Al-Hajj, Al-Malik Al-Shabazz, Malcolm X. His journey began when someone woke him up from darkness and said, hey, there's a reality outside of what the world wants you to see. There's a reality of what, beyond what consumerism wants you to consume. And the moment he was given that knowledge, he just was thirsty. He was thirsty, and, and I love him because he wasn't thirsty for a classroom. He was thirsty for a library. He says, I, I can't sit in the classroom, but I can sit in the library all day. It's just beautiful because, because once you start tasting this knowledge, you can't stop. And I'm going to read the book, but for myself, I remember when I first started learning, and as I learned more, I was surrounded by these people and I would hear a hadith 
They're like, yo, you know, every time you do 3333, subhanahu rabbi it's like the equal to the phone on the seat. I would run up to somebody like, hey, yo, did you know that? And they'd be like, yo, chill. Yeah, we knew that. I was like, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. You hear a hadith that when the adhan goes on, shaitan flees as far as he can go. I'm walking around my house like, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Because the knowledge is just enlightening and you want to know more and more and more. So what he says is that to walk down this path, the very first thing that we have to do is be motivated to learn the deen. And today we're so entertained that we don't have time to learn. That's all it is, y'all. We just passing memes around all day, right? We just passing memes around all day. And by the end of the day, we haven't learned anything more. So he says, the first thing that you need to do is you need to study. And he says, He says, So knowledge and worship are the only reason why scholars give lectures, books are written. He says, in fact, it is the only reason why the Quran and all of the divine books were ever revealed. They were revealed to enlighten men to a reality, to enlighten us and give us knowledge. He says, I want you to think about two verses. I want you to think about this first verse. Surah Talaq, verse number 12. Allah is the one who created seven heavens above us and the earth, the like thereof. His command comes down. Why? Why all of this? So that you can know that Allah has power over everything. Why? So that you can know. Why? So that you have knowledge. So that you have knowledge about who Allah is. And not only have knowledge about Allah's power, but Allah, knowledge about Allah's knowledge of you. Realizing who God is. And we'll talk about the different knowledges that we have to learn. It's going to get heavy today, y'all. Ayah number two. Allah says that I have only created mankind for one reason. Worship. I think some of y'all hear that and be like, oh, that's all? But coming from a, a time of darkness, I'm like, Finally, a purpose. Finally, a purpose. Oh, in high school, I thought my purpose was sports. And then I thought my purpose was women. And then I thought my purpose was hedonism. And then I thought my purpose was drugs. And then finally, somebody goes, yo, you were here for a reason. God created you. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Now the secret is, before we go forward, the secret is how you can take the mundane of your life and make it sacred though. The secret is how can your, your pulling a shot in the morning of coffee become a sacred act of ibadah. Y'all don't know about those sacred shots, huh? Get them at roots, y'all not just joking. No, really, when, when you reach this level of knowledge, the mundane isn't mundane anymore. The mundane becomes sacred again because of intention. And we're going to go into that in detail. But when we say you've been created to worship, that doesn't mean you've been created to do sajda all day. Allah already had angels that did that. No, you've been created to worship in that you're going to live your life 
like every other Tom, Dick, and Harry, but you, Muhammad, uh, whatever, and Aisha, are going to bring intention back to all you do. And now all of a sudden, the most subtle act you do becomes sacred. You hold your mother's hand with the intention that Jannah is under my mother's feet. All of a sudden, this is an act of ibadah. But you got to understand something. You weren't able to do that ibadah without one key thing. And what is he talking about? Knowledge. Knowledge. When someone said, the Prophet said, Jannah is under the feet of your mother. And now I look back at the days where my mother, single mother working hard, would get off work and I was an eight-year-old and I would go and say, Mommy, can I rub your feet? Didn't know this hadith then. But after I'm Muslim and then I rub her feet, oh, has a whole nother feeling, y'all. But it was knowledge that allowed me to make that act of massaging her feet become sacred, not just normal. So he says, look, two things the world was created for, knowledge and worship, knowledge and worship. And he says, and I'm not pulling punches. He says, Your right is this is all you occupy yourself with, learning and worship, learning and worship. He says, Don't tire yourself out for anything but the nothing. You're too special. Our problem today is we don't realize how valuable we are. You don't wear yourself out for anything other than God. You're not worth it, such and such an HR. I'm good. I'm not wearing myself out for you. I, I got to go to Isha. I have a deeper purpose that I'm here for. You're just on the path as I go. All your time should be towards these two things. He says, You should know that everything other than the worship of God and seeking more knowledge, true knowledge. We want to talk about what type of knowledge today. It's a waste of time. There's no good in it. There's no good in it. And my, my thing today is I reflected on this. I was like, for us, it's just entertainment. We're just being amused to death as the book is known, right? We're just scrolling all day. Like we're not even, you know, one time Ahmed ibn Khattab, he walked into the masjid and there was this dude just sitting in the masjid at like 11 o'clock and he chased him out. The, he was a young guy. He chased him out of the masjid with a stick. He's like, what are you doing? You're not working or doing anything. You're just like sitting. Like he was like either work for your dunya or work for Allah, but don't just waste time. And I'm thinking about myself like Omar would just be like, <laughs> put me in a chokehold. Seriously, seriously, check your time. Look at how much time you're spending doing nothing. You're somebody's ancestors. Act like it. Seriously. It's not mine. Those wasn't mine. That's Amir Suleiman, the poet. That's not me. For real, for real. Give hug to where it's from. Amir Suleiman said those words. He says, so what we should understand, however, is out of ibadah and knowledge, which one is better? He says, knowledge. Knowledge is better. Because when you spend time studying, there's, a, there's an effect that that knowledge will help someone else too. Ibadah's for yourself. Ibadah's low-key a little stingy. You know what I mean? 
Ibadah low-key is a little stingy. I walk in the masjid, I'm Allahu Akbar. Chilling. I walk in the masjid, I'm like, all right, yo, let's go over this verse. I'm giving it to you. I'm sharing. But I'll share with you a narration. Beautiful, beautiful narration. The Prophet wasallam, he said, it's narrated that he once came into the masjid. I want you to picture it. And the Rasul marra, he came out of his house. His house was connected to the masjid. So he walked into the masjid and there were two gatherings in the masjid. And he saw the two gatherings. And one was a group of people doing dhikr and making dua, ibadah. And the other was a group teaching each other. Converts, new people, new people that are back on their deen teaching, learning, right? Learning is hard, yo. You know when it's even harder? When you're older learning the deen. I'm gonna touch a chord tonight. Some of us are too shy because we didn't learn it when we were young. My dad and mom, we didn't focus on that. How long are you going to say that for, though? How long are you going to say that? Do you think you could come on the day of judgment like my mom and dad didn't tell me to? For real, I get it. I started at 19. I started this journey of knowledge at 19. I didn't know where I was going. I just liked to learn. How long will we use the excuse? I know how embarrassing it is to sit down and open it up and the little kid next to me is like killing the Quran. And I'm next to her like, ba, bis? And he's like, no, 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 bis. I'm like, dude, why you gotta flex on me? Why you gotta make me feel even worse? I know how hard it is to be an adult learning the deen. But you don't think Allah knows that too? You don't think you get more reward? You get more reward because you have to overcome the shyness of actually saying, I don't know how to read this. Can, can you teach this to me? The Prophet came into the masjid. There was one group making dua, doing dhikr, making dua. And there was another group that was, they were teaching each other. They were going over. The prophet would teach something and in the nighttime, they would all like share notes. Did you hear what he said? Oh, no, no. He said this. Share notes and they would teach each other. Amazing environment. Feels like Kalong. You know, just dug it. <laughs> so the prophet looked at both gatherings and he said, <laughs> He said, both of these are good gatherings. <laughs> both of them are good. But then he went and he sat down with the people learning and he said, I was sent as a teacher though. I got to sit with them. I got I to I gotta be a part of the educational cycle of teaching this deen to people, passing it on. So he sat with them and he stayed with them. So, so knowledge is, is far better than ibadah, right? Now, don't get me wrong. You need both. And we're going to talk about this in detail. You need both. And Hassan al-Basri, he says, He says, seek knowledge in a way that it doesn't hurt your ibadah and worship in a way that it doesn't hurt your seeking knowledge. Interesting. Imam Ghazali then goes forward. He says, listen, the tree is knowledge. The fruit is ibadah. 
Some of us got to water that tree, y'all. Some of us are struggling with ibadah, and I'm like, you need more knowledge. Knowledge of God, knowledge of the deen. You need to hear more hadith, hear more Quran, connect to it, learn more. He says, okay, now you know. You know we need both, ibadah and knowledge. He goes, but the first thing you need to seek is knowledge for sure. Why? Because knowledge is the leader. But look what he says next. He says there's two reasons why you start with knowledge. There's two reasons why you start by learning. You start, you start by learning. Number one, you can't submit to God until you know God. He says, how do you expect to worship some, something you don't know? You have to know your, your, your God. You have to know Allah in order to worship him. He goes, How can you worship that which you don't know? I'll put it another way. How can you love that which you don't know? Because worship is just love, y'all. Worship is just love. It's when you look around. What did we say three weeks ago? It's when you look around and you realize I am the most blessed human being on this planet. I am the most blessed human being on this planet. Somebody blessed me with this. That knowledge right there, that is the knowledge that creates love. And that love creates gratitude. And that's what this is all about. Worship inspired by gratitude, by knowing your Lord. So he says, How you expect to worship what you don't know? Knowing his names and attributes. One of the most beautiful things about Islam is the 99 names of God. Yeah, I'm coming from darkness where I'm confused on what my God is. And I come in the masjid and they're like, oh, we got like 99 ways to describe this, this being of Allah. Here they are, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Malik, Al-Quddus. I'm like, slow up. Can we study each one? Can we, can we hold up? I want to know my Allah. I want, I want to know him. So, so learn these names and not just, not just the words. I'm someone, I'm like, yo, you know the 99 names of Allah? They're like, they start the nasheed, right? You know, the joint y'all learned as kids. No? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, all y'all, you're like, yeah, I know it. And you start the song. I like, no, no, no. Do you know them? Have you connected to that name? Have you ever called Allah by that name? Let me give an example. Sometimes you look at what you have and you feel like you don't deserve it. I know that's my case. You walk into your house, you're like, y'all, Allah. I remember when the lights was off <laughs> in Buffalo, New York, cold. Mom is calling the gas company, trying to like plead, bargain it. Y'all don't know, man. Some of y'all might, like, I don't know, I can't judge you. But I walk into my house and I'm like, y'all, I don't deserve this, y'all, Allah. What name do you call upon Allah when you feel you don't deserve the blessings you have? Kareem. Kareem. Do you know who Kareem is? Kareem is the one who gives those who don't deserve. That's his name. You're like, y'all, I don't deserve this. He's like, exactly. You know who I am? I'm Kareem. That's what I do. I bless those who don't deserve blessings. Know me. I love you. 
This ain't about you. It's about Allah showing you how great he is. That's amazing. So he says, how do you expect this 99 names of Allah are how you know them? Know Allah, study them, go over them, read them, sit in a class about them, learn each one. And not only that, call Allah by that name. Like get that name on your tongue. This majlis is getting bigger and bigger, but I can't stop being me. When I first got engaged to my wife, I did it more traditional, right? So it's going to sound weird to y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all going to judge me like crazy. So like, nah, man, I can't imagine. So like, so like her father reached out to me, right? She's going to be mad though. So then I asked him, this sounds mad weird to this woke crowd. They're like, oh my God, it's so traditional. I was like, well, what's her name? Like, I don't know your daughter's name, right? And then he told me her name. I ain't telling my name. That's, that's my wife. Back off. Right. <laughs> but I started like writing the name. I started like saying it with Tajweed. <laughs> You're like practicing it. I just wanted to say it. Man, learn the names of God and just say them. Learn the names of Allah and just say them. Ya Kareem. Ya Rahim. Ya Qudus. Just learn the names of God and just, just practice them. Say them. SubhanAllah, man. SubhanAllah. So listen, he goes, if you don't study God, know who God is, which is a blessing of this deen. I was nine years old and I asked my mom, do we worship Jesus or God? And she's like, I don't know. And I come in the masjid, they're like, it's clear. It's so simple. Worship God. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed. So, he goes, if you don't study, here's the dangerous part, y'all. Listen up. Maybe you have a false belief about God that's throwing you actually off the track. May Allah protect us. Why? Because you never studied. You never studied. And I'm not going to get into examples, but because you never spent some time learning. You're like, oh, you have this belief that is actually a wrong belief. Then he says, okay, what are you going to learn? And he's going to go to the actual things that we're going to learn. He says, what are you going to learn? As I told you, this book is detailed. It's inspiring. It's motivating. But it's information. This is knowledge. We're, what are we doing here? We're seeking knowledge. We're learning. So he goes, thumma yajib an ta'lama. Next thing you have to learn is the actions that God wants from you. What he commands you to do and what he told you not to do. A lot of us never really learned this. And I, and, and, and I wrote this down because I think a lot of us struggle with this. Listen, learning it doesn't mean you're going to be able to do everything. Some of y'all scared to learn because you're like, I can't do it yet. You don't know how many people I would meet in the streets, teach them about Islam, and they would be like, yo, that's all facts, man. But yo, I ain't ready yet. What you ain't ready for? Oh, I can't give up my whatever life. I said, do you believe it's true? He's like, yup. I was like, just accept. Learn. Inshallah, Allah will give you the tawfiq one day. He will allow you to act on what you learn. But some of us stop learning because I'm not there yet. Keep learning. Keep learning. Keep learning. 
So learning what Allah wants from you and learning what he doesn't want from you. It's not about you. I had to learn. I started from scratch. I'm like, what does he want? One dude's like this miswack. He wants you to do this. I was like, I threw my toothbrush out. <laughs> right? Then the dude really hit me. He was like, it's stinja. I was like, what? <laughs> then I realized how good it was. I was like, wow, this is a blessing. But learning what God wants from me, not what I want from me. Learning what Allah wants from me. And it's out of love, man. When you fall in love with someone, you find out what they love and you do that and you find out what they think is a pet peeve and you stay away from it. It's simple. It's simple. That's what it's about. What does Allah want from me? So we want to learn that. Wa He goes, wa illa. If you don't learn what God wants from you, how are you going to do obedience of God when you don't know what obedience is. When you don't know what it is that he wants from you. And then he says, How to do it. I'm going to say it again. Some of us don't know how to pray in this room, yo. Because we got older and then we were scared to go back and learn it. And that's okay. No judgment. But I'm going to say it so that we all know Oh my God, everyone in this room is like me too? Yes. Yes, and that's why institutions like these are open, low-key. No, for real. Or you, you have to learn what he dislikes and how to stay away from it. But how would you do that if you don't even know what a sin is? How many times we talk about jealousy, arrogance, showing off? But if you didn't learn that, you wouldn't even be doing toba because you didn't even know it was a sin. Knowledge allows you to rectify that relationship with God and know what he loves and what he dislikes. Then he goes forward. He says, this going to hit. Man, some of us for years, 20 15 years, we're doing something that messed up our ibadah, but we never learned. We never even knew it was wrong. You get to like 33 years old, you hear a lecture, you're like, oh my God, I've been doing this thing wrong my entire life. He's telling you right now, you got to learn the deen. You got to take out time, study the deen. Knowledge comes by studying and learning. But you don't even know. And sometimes you find yourself in a difficulty and no one around, but you can't answer the question yourself because you never learned. Then he goes, there's another type of knowledge you got to learn, though. That's like, that's like the knowledge, the external. He's going to go a little deeper, but that's like how to do what God wants me to do, the external side. But as you know, Islam is not just about the external side. That's not it. There's a soul inside each one of us. There's a hadith where the Prophet said, listen closely. A time is coming. Nothing will remain of Islam except the name of it. The realities will be gone inside of the hearts. The name Muhammad will be there, but the reality of what a Muhammad looks like is gone. The name Fatima is there, but the reality inside is gone. So what he brings us to next 
He goes, listen. The next thing that you have to learn is inner ibadah, inner worship. What God wants for me inside. What God wants my heart and mind to be like. This is about the struggles of the heart. You have to learn tawakkul, trusting. You have to learn tafweed, letting go. Letting go. Letting go. Ridha, you have to learn to be content. Especially in this heat. Man, you learn ridha quick. Sometimes you just walk it in the heat. You can't get mad no more. You can't be mad the whole summer. You just get to a point where you're just content. Like, yeah, whatever. It's hot. Yeah, I know. Who cares? Anyways, what are we doing? <laughs> for you new cats down here, for Bashir, he's like, man, I ain't ready for this. A lot of us, it's crazy. No, Ridha is contentment. You're good. You're like, whatever. I'm okay however things turn out. But you have to learn that. You know what I'm saying? You have to learn. That's a, something you have to learn. Oh, I'm supposed to struggle to have that. That's something the prophet wants me to have. Oh, okay, I'm going to work for that. sabr, patience. Wattoba, we're going to talk about that in detail in a few weeks. And sincerity. Some of us have never actually had the discussion, are you sincere when you pray? But I'm like, hold up, sincerity is a key essential part of all worship. You're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, let me work the same way I work on my form. Let me work on my inner reality. Let me work on my inner reality. And then he says, it's the same way you want to know the good things of the heart. You want to also learn the negative qualities, sukht, anger, where you're just, you're just angry at everything. Long expectations, al-amal. Like the Prophet said, when you wake up in the morning, don't talk about evening. And when you go to sleep at night, don't think about the morning, meaning live in the moment. Live in the moment. Some of us plan in 30 years from now. Habibi, you may not be alive. And subhanAllah, every time I'm up here and I say you may not be alive, something else happened in the community that reminds us of that reality. Every time, y'all, we are constantly reminded we don't know how long we're going to be here. But that's not depressing. That's uplifting because it teaches me the value of the moment. Let's keep going. What riyadh, you have to get rid of showing off. We live in a society that rewards showing everything you do. So now, why wouldn't I post a lecture on that? Hmm. Why wouldn't I post the lecture on that? You got to watch your heart. What are you here for? I'm not questioning you. I'm questioning myself. What's this all about? For people to see or because Allah sees? That's it. Because Allah sees. That's it. Okay, I share. Now fix your intention. I share. I want other people to join. All right, cool. You'll be sincere though. Don't be front. Well, kibber, arrogance. He goes, all of these, all of these things, anger against God, showing off in your actions, long expectations, arrogance, all of these things are considered haram in the Quran, but they're all inner. You could be in this masjid filled with arrogance right now. Ain't no one going to tell. But you're supposed to get that out of your heart. So we go forward. He says, um, 
I'm at Zakhaf. He's like, aren't you afraid? He's speaking to me and you. He goes, aren't you afraid? Ya ayyuhal mustarshid. Oh, you seeking the path? That you waste, you waste or, or lose all of these things God wants from you? You're praying all these nuffle prayers, extra prayers, extra fasting. But you didn't even learn that riyah is a sin, showing off is a sin. So all of this is waste. It's, it's a waste of time. Perhaps you're just living a life on a sin. But you're doing all these extra things, but you don't even know that thing is a sin because you didn't learn. That's what he's explaining right now. Then he says something else which is pretty deep. He says, He goes, look, you got to learn the inner heart. What did I just say? You got actions God wants from you, like prayer, zakat, fasting, being good to people, all this stuff. And then you got these inner things that Allah wants within you. But he says something deeper here. He goes, if you don't fix the inner stuff, that's going to throw off your ibadah too. Your ibadah won't even be sound because all of those diseases of the heart are going to slip right into your ibadah. But you never learned that they were wrong and they threw you off the track. So what does he say? He says you have to learn. You have to learn. Why? So that you can do what Allah wants from you. And he says something. This is going to get deep. وَلِهَذَا قَالْ the Prophet ﷺ emphasized learning so much that he said, Going to sleep with knowledge of what God wants from you. Is better than prayer on in ignorance. The person who acts without knowledge messes up more than they fix. There was a brother I knew who was getting into activism back in Baltimore. His name was kind of climbing. People was calling him places and stuff. He pulled me to the side in the masjid. I mean, it's beautiful brother. He said, Sheikh, I need you to teach me. I was like, what? He was at Juma, right? And I was like, like, okay. He's like, I need you to teach. I was like, why? He's like, man, I'm about to be put in a position, but I don't have no knowledge. And a person with no knowledge messes up more than they fix. Messes up more than they fix. You know, if you got homeowner's insurance, Old people talk. <laughs> this crowd is like, huh? <laughs> if you got a home warranty and like something goes wrong, you call, you just call on the app, like, yo, my plumbing is messed up. And the plumber will show up. But if you did anything after the problem, the plumber ain't gonna fix it. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> youngins, man, youngins, yo. Because the plumber don't want to fix your mistakes, your lack of knowledge, you made the problem worse. Warranty's like, we ain't covering that. My point is your lack of knowledge going under the sink trying to like fix stuff messed up more than it was before. Sorry for the whack example. The point is you have to learn sleeping with the right intention, with the right intention. I want to share a hadith with you, yo. Beautiful hadith. The Rasul Sallallahu yo, write this down, memorize it, something. I want you to see the value of knowledge. The Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi he said, There's four types of people in this world. Get in where you fit in, y'all. There's four types of people in this world. Abdin, Razakahullahu malan wa ilman. 
A person who Allah gives money, mashallah, and knowledge. So now what does this person do? Now money is a tool. You could build Jannah with it or throw yourself in the hellfire with it. So the Prophet says, This person uses his money for what? Protecting himself from the fire. She uses it to join the family together. Hits up mom. Mom, you got any money? Mom was like, no, I was kind of low. Like, check your, check your zell. Boom. Taking care of people. And this person knows that this money, see, they know. They know that this money ain't mine. Allah has a right over this money. Allah has a right. This person has the highest status in the, right of, in the sight of God. Bank account is on fleek. MashaAllah, I just want you to know he's wealthy. We have this mentality that as you become more righteous, you're not supposed to have any of that. The Prophet said four types of people. The top one is wealthy, but knowledgeable of the deen. Knowledge of the deen. Allahu Akbar. Now watch this. Warajulin. Razaqahullahu ilman. Allah gives this person knowledge, but doesn't give them wealth. But this person says, because of their knowledge, if I had money, I don't, but if I had money, I would do the same thing that righteous dude is doing there. He built a masjid. Allah, I used to, I still do sit in fundraisers for these masjids and you'll hear dudes like 100,000. I act on this hadith, y'all. No, for real, this hadith. So this person, number two, says, if Allah gives me money, I will do the same thing that person is doing. Do you know what the Prophet ﷺ said? This person and the other person are on the same level. <laughs> it was only knowledge that put them on the same level. Because why would God punish you for not having money when he's the razik of the money? <laughs> but what you do have control over is you learned the knowledge and you made the intention. So your reward is based on intention. Isn't that amazing? You sitting in the fundraiser ain't put a dime up because you don't got it. But in your heart, you're like, Ya Allah, oh, if I had it, I would do that too. Now be careful though. Because if it comes, you better stay true. That's another lecture. You better stay true. Because it may come, but not everyone passes that test correctly. Third person. Warajulin. Razakahullahu malan. Money. Wealthy. But no knowledge of the deen. This person splurges the money here and there. Doesn't care about Allah. Doesn't take care of family relations. Doesn't deem God having any right on this money at all. The Prophet said, It's the worst person in the sight of God. And you know who's next. No money. No knowledge. 
sees the person who's splurging the money just recklessly and says, man, if I had money like that, I would do that too. Allah says, the Rasul says, both of those will be at the same level. I ask you, what was the main factor? It was knowledge of the power of intention. Now you have it. Do you see how your life changes by one bit of knowledge? Now imagine if you just kept studying and compounding that knowledge. It's amazing. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Okay. Okay, let's go forward. We're good, right? Okay, he says the next reason you need to learn, the next reason why knowledge comes before ibadah is because knowledge that is beneficial knowledge causes fear of God. The more you know God, no, I, not fear, hold up. Khashya is awe of God. Awe. Awe is a whole nother level. Fear, a lot of us, we hear fear, we're like, oh, a lion, oh, a person with a gun. No, awe of God is when you're like in awe of something. Knowledge of God increases your awe of God. And so what does he, he quotes a few verses, He goes, The one who does not know him, as he should, doesn't fear him. Doesn't fear him. But seriously, if you find yourself not able to truly fear God in moments of sin, you have to do a little bit of meditation and focus on, do I know God's power enough? We see it around us in society, but we, we write it off. We see God's power in society, but we just kind of like flick the channel past. No? Like hurricane, like literally? Like all over, all over. May Allah make it easy for people. May Allah make it easy. Our job is to make dua for people, but also take lesson. For my people in Florida, I hope their families are well. And Bilal is here and a few others. May Allah make it easy for you, inshallah. Hope everything is well. Everyone's good? Alhamdulillah. But, but what I'm saying is that that's power of God. But if the hurricane was coming, all of a sudden, you're going to go shopping real quick and get all scared. But when you realize that Allah that is controlling that hurricane is controlling this heat over here, is controlling everything here, then you realize that Allah is one everywhere. You feel me? You like It's that all that increases as you know God more. But you have to look at the creation and see God's power and reflect on that. That could be you. That could be you. So what happens? Ilm becomes the yuthmir. Uh, it causes a good deeds of righteousness and it also causes you to stay away from sin. So know God more. Know God in a deeper way more. Know Allah more. So he says, I love Ghazali because Ghazali, what he does in his books, y'all, he, he poses hypothetical questions that you may be thinking. Then he answers them, which is beautiful. So he says, uh, maybe you're asking this question that uh, the Prophet Sallallahu said, that the Prophet said, seeking knowledge is faridah, faridah like fard, like obligatory on every Muslim. What is the knowledge that the seeking of it is necessary? How much do I have to learn? That's the question. How much do I have to learn? 
So what does he say? Ready? He goes, listen, there's three types of knowledge you have to learn. We're learning here, y'all, mashallah. Three types of knowledge you have to learn. Number one, in knowledge of God's oneness. We kind of talked about that, but I'll go over it really briefly. Number two, knowledge of your heart and the aspects of your, your, your spiritual state, your heart. And number three, knowledge of Sharia, what God wants from you. Please understand how all of those are equally important. You cannot become a person who's only focused on the external and completely ignores your relationships with people, your heart, all of that. But you also can't become someone who's only like, I feel great. My spirituality is feeling really good. Good vibes today. No, did you pray fudger today? <laughs> I have to be really real here because sometimes our spirituality gets a little San Fran vibe, yo. No, I'm sorry, and I don't, I'm not trying to, who cares, I don't care. Uh, where it's just like, I feel great. No, did you pray? Because the one who loves you told you he wants you to pray. Did you do that? So, so it's a balance though, y'all. Some of us are so focused on the external that it's like, I don't even care about my heart. And then the other side is like, oh, it's only my heart. Who cares about the ex? It's like, no, balance. The prophet is our example. And he didn't miss prayers. He held those. He, that was what he did. He was like, this is me. But he also worked on the inner as well. So three things we want to learn. So from the first one, knowledge of God. He says, look, what do you need to know? You need to know who Allah is. Sorry if this is redundant, but it's a little deeper. What you must know is Allah is one, all-knower, and for the non-Muslims in the gathering, listen close. That Allah, your creator, is one. He's able. He's alive. He speaks. He listens. He hears. And he has no partners. And that he has the best qualities. And he is alone. And you also have to know that Muhammad is his final messenger and servant. He is true. And he came with a message that came on his tongue about the Akhirah. Then he says, the next thing you need to learn is about your heart. You got to learn what Allah wants from your heart and Allah, what Allah doesn't want in your heart. The way I put it is this. Allah says, On the day of judgment, money and children won't help you, except if you have a clean heart. Just bring back your heart. Bring your heart back to Allah the way he gave it to you. That's it. When he brought you to this world, that heart was clean. You don't see little Hussein here, baby here, like jealous of people. Like, Nah, we learn that. We learn jealousy. We learn anger. We learn that. I was, I was reading something that was saying children that have major, uh, you know, difficulties, like they grow up with, they handle it far better than people that come with difficulties when they're in older age. Like bring your heart back to Allah the way he gave it to you. Clean. But it takes work. Your house don't stay clean on its own. You have to work to think, keep things clean in this dunya. Allahu Akbar. So what does he say? Oh, he says you have to work on your heart. You have to work on your heart. He goes, well, how much of the Sharia do I need to learn? Do I need to be like a mufti? 
Because if I say that, y'all like, all right, I, class three was great, but you no know, class four for me, I'm done. No, listen what he says. It's, it's, it's logical. It makes sense. He says, You need to learn what you need to do in life. Easiest put. If you go on for Hajj this year, you need to learn how to do Hajj. If you got to pay Zakat this year, you got to learn how to pay your Zakat. If you got to pray Maghrib, you need to know how to pray. So what you need to learn is what you need to do. You don't have to learn the whole intricates of all the deen and everything else. You need to learn what you need for tahara, pure purification, prayer, fasting, hajj, if you're going. But for you, not for the whole ummah. That's on you. And he goes, uh, he says, maybe you're asking, do we need to learn enough about Islam to defend against people critiquing it and all of this? He goes, nah. That's Fardul Kifaya. Now let me break this down to you. Fardul Kifaya means it's an obligation on the community. It's an obligation on the community. Fardul Kifaya is, means that if somebody in the community does it, we're all good. Imam Muhammad was a great scholar of our history. One of his students would see him up all night studying and reading. And one of them said, they said, Ya Sheikh, why don't you sleep? He said, they sleep because I don't sleep. Meaning, when they come with a question, I'm ready. Some of y'all physicians, I got y'all on speed dial. I don't need to learn medicine because of you. Literally, my wife be like, yo, hit up Ahad. I'm like, all right, yo, Ahad, I'm just me again. He be like, all right, Sheikh, what, what happened to your kid's teeth? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. you know, like, subhanAllah. So, so the same way one person in the community like, I already told my kids, one of y'all going to be a doctor, yo. <laughs> one, just one at least. One. For the family. What? For the family, yo. Inshallah, I mean, inshallah. One shake, one doctor, one whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so listen, you don't need to learn the intricacies of all this stuff because the, it's a communal obligation and somebody needs to do it. It's a pan of love. Don't sleep. I'll tell you this. Some of y'all going to start the journey to knowledge and you're like, oh, I'm just going to take one course. Ten years later, you graduating with a degree in Sharia because it's addictive. Wallahi, year one is clickbait. <laughs> Any year one program we got is clickbait because the prophet himself said a mu'min never gets satisfied with knowledge. The mu'min believers always want more. So we like, all right, give them year one. Watch what happens, yo. And before you know it, it like five years later, somebody like, what happened to you? You're like, I don't know. I just became a shake somehow, you know? No, knowledge is beautiful. And once you start that journey, just take that first step. Start with small classes. This is learning. But learn what you need to learn for yourself. Learn what you need to learn. So what does he say? He's like, oh, do we need to be able to prove Islam to non-Muslims? Do we need to be able to defend Islam? He goes, no, no, no. That's an obligation on the community. As long as somebody did it, we're okay. Don't worry about that. He goes, however, naam, in waradat alayka shubhatun, listen closely, if your heart starts to have a doubt, about this deen, which is normal. 
that you're worried about. Now you have to learn that. You got to go knock on Murphy's door. You got to go to shake up the knock. You got to go to Omar. So you got to go to somebody. You in Dallas, y'all like literally 20, 30 minutes from everybody. You got to go to somebody and be like, yo, shake, I don't understand this. Help me. So what is he? This is a bit, I, I like highlighted this. Like if a doubt comes to you, your job is now to seek that out and learn that. And learn that. But, but beware, beware of arguments and debates. The biggest problem with people who start studying and learning is that they get in the comments section. You know that's haram. You know you ain't supposed to do that. You know this, you know that. And they just start, he says, listen to what he says. I'm speaking to the young men here too, because we do that a lot. Don't argue, don't debate. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. You like beef. Just say that. Go do jujitsu, bro. <laughs> you like fights. Go do jujitsu. Stop trying to use the dean. No, seriously. He says it's a da. It's a sickness. Mahbun. And I'm calling you out right now. You're not doing that sincerely. You just like, you like to scuffle. You like to squabble. So what are you going to do? You use the dean for it. Don't do that, guys. Not with this religion. Don't do that. Mm -mm. He's saying that. Stay away from argumentation. And if you get involved in it, man, he says, you won't be successful except if God just showers you with mercy. Except if God just showers you with mercy. What time is up? We didn't finish the hurdle though. Huh? Okay. Um, I think we should stop here, inshallah, just so we could uh, stop for prayer. Uh, how many minutes till Mugger? Oh, it's already came in. Yeah, we'll stop. Bismillah. Because we learn and now we got to do the ibadah, right? Yeah. Allahu Akbar. No, this is beautiful, brothers and sisters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to make those first steps in knowledge. May Allah allow us to take this journey. I want to share something with y'all. This is not planned. Ustada Fatima Let. Sisters, do y'all know Fatima Let? She has started what's called Qalam Academy, which is an adult learning program in the evenings at Qalam Institute. Wallah, this was coming anyway, and she asked me to announce. I was like, you have no idea what I'm already talking about. She was like, oh my God, it's from Allah. Because she asked me, she's like, announce it. Let the people know that there's an evening adult program, like a community college set up here at Qalam, upstairs for adults. Qalam Academy. Just Google it. You'll find it, inshallah ta'ala. Ustada Fatima Allah is leading that project, alhamdulillah. Um, it's purely coincidental that it's coming up right now when we're talking about the virtues of knowledge. Not coincidental, no coincidence. All planned from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No coincidence, all planned from Allah. Brothers and sisters, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to stay on this journey of ibadah. May Allah allow us to seek out the knowledge that we need for this journey. May Allah allow us adults who need to learn have the courage to overcome our shyness. May Allah provide us with people in our lives May Allah give us people in our lives that will teach us, uplift us, and motivate us forward. Ameen, ya arhamur rahimeen. Subhanu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Jazakum Allah khair. See you all next week, inshallah.